0: pretty good episode this week
1: i think they're all good from this point forward if i recall
0: god jesus christ i I was reading the the recap for the next week's episode and it's another one that i was like this is probably good mr sinister comes back
1: oh no next week's episode that is i mean i love that episode but it is dark Mm -hmm. like it's probably the darkest episode of the whole series
0: it's it's already foreshadowed in this episode because warren's dad sees him on the footage.
1: Oh, no, it's like so much worse than just that, though. It's like I think it might be one of my favorite episodes that cause I I remember it pretty well. And it I know it opens with like Storm and Worm flying around and talking about how much they love flying and how they have that opportunity to do that. And they're like blessed to have that and they just feel so free and alive. And then something happens to Worm where he's like unconscious and he wakes up and his dad's like, Yeah, I removed your wings, you freak. Yeah. And like it traumatizes him so much that he tries to kill himself and then Mr. Sinister shows up and he's like, well, what if I give you another option in which he operates on Warren and turns into Archangel. But the process just traumatizes him further and he just completely loses his mind, which I think is a better story than the apocalypse one. Yep, I think this it it's is way more interesting.
0: It also feels uh, more Influenced by the live-action movies, where
1: oh well, yeah, I mean, Warren Senior is not even in the comic books, so
0: yeah, I mean, this is all sort of influenced by stuff that happens in the live-action movies, which is actually something that's kind of cool about this show. Yeah, is that it can take that influence and be like, this is kind of an interesting idea politically, so let's let's take that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Maddie,
1: <laughs> and I'm Orion with two N's, but it's not what you
0: think. <laughs> Oh my god! That's a reference to She-Hulk, which we're both obsessed with. Subscribe to our Patreon, and eventually we'll do a bonus episode about it. Yeah,
1: when the season's over, anyway. and all you She-Hulk haters, <laughs> go away. Go, you're going to be fired into the fucking sun.
0: I don't understand those people and why they hate fun. But anyway, what Patreon would you even subscribe to? Probably the one for the Mutant Ages, because that's the show you're listening to right now. It's a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men, and we are finally in the home stretch of Wolverine and the X-Men, which means every episode is a plot episode now. We're home free. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Back when we were young.
1: So in the Discord for the Mutant Ages which you can find on the mutantages.com over in the right hand area, there's a little yep. link to Discord and yes, Mink
0: who's in the
1: Discord revealed that she My sister, had built a spreadsheet <laughs> for the Mutant Ages that's now accessible to everyone and it has like every episode who's gay character spotlight what our ratings are ratings. if it's a skip or not
0: <laughs> it's like all the stuff you and i should have been doing and didn't do because yeah. we have a spreadsheet with every single episode in it and we could have easily taken those notes as we went along and we just didn't i mean i have so i
1: have a spreadsheet that has some of that
0: we have the character spotlights in that spreadsheet so you can keep track of which characters we've done yeah, but i
1: did not put the ratings in there but because she put that spreadsheet in there i was like okay Hold on, i'm gonna look at this, and really Wolverine and the x men is good if you remove all the episodes about Wolverine, which is ironic, I know because this is called Wolverine and the x men but all the episodes that we didn't like were about Wolverine,
0: but as we said, they didn't want to do that
1: and it's really a sad situation, so like <laughs> but I think there's some like good stuff in here,
0: absolutely you know? absolutely there's some some of the episodes are some of the best we've ever seen of all of x men yeah, you know, and that's great it's just the problem is that then there's like seven other episodes that we're like why is this here oh I know (laughs) and like this episode
1: returns to a lot of the plot devices they set up earlier on in the season and then got distracted by so Logan could run around and not be leading the X-Men which Rogue She pointed it out at least like 17 times She kept showing up and being like She
0: points it out in like the pilot episode She's like get ready for Logan to be Bad at this and then that was the whole show
1: <laughs> So Rogue was right yep. All the women on this show are right It's like Storm, Emma, Kitty and Rogue being like What the fuck's wrong with all the men here Like literally I know
0: but the show is unfortunately not about them I know Like that's kind of the big disappointment Well that's
1: because like there was that pushback happening on feminism In I the know. late 2000 and I don't think this is, it's definitely not because of the writers. I think they tried their best to integrate it in there. And what's his name? Christopher Yost. He made a bunch of characters female on this show that are typically I know. not. So I
0: know it's just too bad because ugh, whatever. It's fine. We fixed everything now. She Hulk is saving the world. I refuse to hear otherwise.
1: That is true. That is true. Okay. But Feminism be- is back. It's well, it's never <laughs> been gone. But okay. <laughs> So
0: the other, the other
1: thing that I have to point out that came out from the Discord was Mink was talking about this spreadsheet that she had built. And then people were, like, trying to do the Ryan's top 20. And they're like, well, yes. he hasn't revealed MacDoodle yet, but there's no way he could have forgot him. And I was like, oh, shit, I did.
0: <laughs> so now you need to make a new top 20 and change all the numbers around. Oh, my
1: God. No, I ended up having to create. I
0: feel okay but i also feel like part of that is that we became more obsessed with magneto over the course of this show no
1: i already liked him to begin with i just forgot to put him in there like 100 and they're like well he must be in the number seven spot and i was like uh he's not so so i ended up going through it and i was like well now it's a top 25 because i had to move things around and i was like all right well at this mm-hmm. point like i have to put in a few more characters so i did do that <laughs>
0: So now it's a different list than what it had ever been. and it's like at this point, I feel like I said even
1: like, what's the point of me doing this anymore? Because I screwed up. All right, well, I'll always tell you where he is. Now I'll read what it is. Yeah, okay. One is Emma Frost. Yeah. What.
0: Yep. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Screaming. Wait. Like, don't do it. I don't want to hear. I don't want to know it. (laughs) But go ahead. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. One is Emma Frost. Two, Jubilee. Uh Three, Archangel. Four is Mister Sinister. Five, Wolverine. Six is supposed to be Magneto.
0: Okay, great. That's actually pretty high. Okay, he's right after Wolverine.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he put it, I put him up higher, but you know what it is. So some of it still remains the same. So seven's boom, boom. Yep. eight is the one we don't know, and you won't know until the gifted. Although I probably just gave that away. Nine is Iceman. Ten Storm. Eleven Nightcrawler. Twelve Rogue. Thirteen Scarlet Witch. Which I don't know if I even revealed that or not. I must have. 14 Cable, 15 Beast, 16 Psylocke, 17 Dazzler, 18 Mystique, 19 X-23 slash Wolverine, 20s Gambit. And then I was like, all right, well, now people got moved around because it pushed Quentin Quire into the 25 region. So I actually put Magic at 21 because now I'm obsessed with her. She's so great. I think she's so cool. And Quentin Quire's at 22. And the last three I haven't said anything about. So
0: Okay, great. Well,
1: oh, wait, no, I have to wait Twenty-four Polaris because we did a spotlight on her. We did do
0: a spotlight on her. I don't think you revealed anything, Ben. But I mean we talked about liking her
1: She wasn't on the top 20 then She's on the top 25 And hopefully we don't screw this up again And it becomes a top 30 Eventually it's like Ryan's top 455 X-Men characters And it's like every X-Men character That's been <laughs> And they're just ever like your released, fucking MySpace ranked. top
0: friends Where you're constantly changing yeah. the orders And being oh my like God. This isn't meaningful This is just my personal feelings of the day <laughs>
1: And I I just go back to AIPT comics when I used to write for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just like, can I just do a top 455 issue? You know, and they're just like,
0: what? Why? What? Why would anyone read that? You're like, listen, I have so many fans from the Mutant Ages Discord and they want to know.
1: They need to know. They need to know.
0: Ryan, why isn't Mr. Sinister on the list? He is. Oh, I missed him, I guess.
1: I guess so. I mean, now I'm opening it up again to make sure I said something. Yeah, he's number four. Oh,
0: oh OK. OK. <laughs> I didn't forget.
1: OK, listen, at least I didn't forget Emma Jubilee and Mr. Sinister. Like that would be an atrocity or Archangel, who I constantly am like, Archangel, is there a toy of him? I guess they got to buy it. And buddy's like, save your money. I'm like, I know. But Archangel is just beautiful.
0: <laughs> OK, speaking of Archangel, he is kind of becoming part of the show again suddenly i'm like glad he's back but i'm like you haven't even been here for 20 episodes it's like you haven't even been on this fucking show
1: do we want to segue into previously on the x-men yeah sure the x-men are here all right so they I are don't know why I-
0: <laughs> literally the x-men haven't been kidnapped by ninjas they're back they're on the show that's supposedly about i them. feel
1: like you have to do a recap of the whole series at this point for this episode because i got distracted so I much
0: Oh, okay so remember the fucking mutant response division they're back and they're a threat again remember senator kelly who's been like green lighting all these sentinels and trask who's building them and also designing Master Mold, which is an AI who is a female AI in this show.
1: She's like a sexy AI. She's
0: like a sexy GLaDOS who's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Um, so anyway, she can she can control all the other Sentinels with her AI powers. And um, Forge, Kitty, and Logan tried to break into the lab to steal the data in an episode we really liked, by the way. That's the Polaris episode we were just talking about. Yeah,
1: that's a great episode. It's a great app.
0: And Logan fucked everything up and they didn't manage well Logan was like
1: we need to download all the information because if we can destroy that then they can't create more sentinels and if we destroy the sentinels are here they can just rebuild them Well, I
0: think it was a recon mission yeah and Kitty was like this shouldn't be a recon mission this should be a search and destroy mission and Logan was like no 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 it's just recon let me distract everybody by letting them all attack me and Forge can download everything to a flash drive and Forge is like okay so I looked at the info on the flash drive and we needed to have destroyed all of it and Logan is like, oh, well, I guess we have to go back. (laughs) And it's like, that's the, kind of the plot of this episode is them being like, whoopsie-daisy, we should have destroyed
1: it. <laughs> okay, also, the MRD did exist, but they weren't as aggressive before because they couldn't get the um, green light to go ahead and do all the crazy shit we're about to see in this.
0: Until Magneto was kind of aggressive by telling... But
1: that's because Magneto and Senator Kelly had an agreement that the MRD... A secret
0: agreement. Secret, secret, yeah, secret.
1: That w- the MRD turned out to be capturing mutants, but sending them to to Genosha, and then Magneto. I
0: don't think the MRD knew that. Just as an aside, I think only Senator no, only Kelly Senator and Magneto Kelly. knew that, and Senator Kelly was secretly sending mutants to Genosha where they would be safe.
1: I mean, Senator Kelly is essentially finding mutants and deporting them, yes, is what he was yes. doing. And now it's now we're going into some real life stuff that was happening and still is happening, where instead of deporting them, they just go into concentration camps. Like, that is what the next step is.
0: They are being not deported but sent to, like, Guantanamo Bay.
1: But that's only because Magneto showed up and is like, hey, I noticed you're not sending us all the mutants. Yes. And Senator Kelly's like, listen, if we give you the most powerful ones, you're just gonna kill us, and we think you're stupid anyway. And Magneto's like, yeah, I'm just gonna kill everyone now. Okay,
0: but I'm still 100% on Magneto's side, though, is the thing about all that. I mean, this is... (laughs) I'm like... I love him. It's also the
1: kind of messed up stuff the actual government would do. I
0: know, which we talked about on those episodes. However, I will say in this episode, Magneto's behavior, little bit petty. We'll get to it, but I was kind of like... Oh yeah! Oh no! The whole
1: Ma- oh we get to see the whole Magneto family tree in we this, do. and they are so
0: I their loved relationships it.
1: with each other are so awful. But I love it, and it's like it's
0: very comic accurate. Where it's yeah. like everybody's being so petty to each other, and I'm like, you guys are so dysfunctional. But I love every single one of you.
1: I mean, I think that's why I love them, though.
0: I know it's great storytelling and great drama. Having perfect characters who make the right decisions all the time. Very boring, and we hate it.
1: I mean, I, I would say the Summers family falls in the same category. Oh, the yeah. The whole Summers, Wolverine, Jean Grey, because, like, the, that whole... The Wolverine
0: family is fucking hilarious, too. I love that All those
1: families are, like, integrated with each other, yep. and there's so many of them, and like there's so much drama, but I love it because I think that's how an actual family... Is, yes, this cookie cutter family thing is not a real thing. It just is. It's not, and you may think you are, but you know what? You are burying some feelings, and that's not good. So. Yeah,
0: I know, and you know, this is actually a very family focused episode in that sense because Warren and Warren Senior get into some shit or start to. Okay,
1: and earlier in this season, Warren was referenced to once being part of the X Men, but he isn't anymore because Warren Senior's like he's figured out that Warren is a mutant, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "No, I don't want you anywhere near the X Mansion." So So, Warren's just secretly funding rebuilding the X Mansion after Gene Gray and Xavier died in that explosion except question mark, neither except of them Jean died Gray, and Xavier <laughs> is still alive
0: meanwhile Jean Grey still hasn't been reintegrated back into the show and we are almost done with the show she's not going to be until the very end I'm just pointing it out
1: okay but you know what you already talked about how that happened is because if Jean Grey was there Logan wouldn't be able to lead the team because Scott wouldn't be totally dysfunctional so
0: we're gonna have two quick Dark Phoenix episodes at the end and then suddenly the show's gonna end <laughs> and it'll be over
1: forever that's how quick the Dark Phoenix goes these days yeah apparently Apparently, they wrapped it up in an hour and a half in that terrible Fox film. All right, so anyway, Warren Senior hates that Warren is a mutant, and so Warren Senior has been makes
0: him stay closeted,
1: right? And Warren Senior has been doing all this crazy shit where he's like funding the government on the Sentinel program and also a cure, and also kidnapping mutants and the MRD. He's basically the main. Person. He's
0: kind of the main vi- secret villain because he's like a puppet master because he's rich. Yeah. So he's able to use his money to attack mutants at all times. And Warren is aware of this and he's trying to use his own inheritance to support mutants by funding the X-Men. But it's like a shadow war between these two rich Worthington family members, which is interesting. Yeah. I really like that that's a huge part of the show because it's like, that's also how real politics works. You know, like it's-
1: yeah, I agree. It's just
0: the whims of the rich. And like, that is a huge part of the show and it's back in this episode again because this is the episode where Warren is like, actually shit is fucked up enough that I might come out of the closet finally. And Beast is like, wow, we thought you were never going to do that.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I mean- He's not wrong for doing that because it gets so aggressive in this.
0: No, I know. I know. I just, I kind of liked that beast was surprised because I was like, that's valid. Like everybody had kind of given up on Warren, you know?
1: But yeah. I mean, I guess we should hop right in because Warren's opinion changes straight up at the opening of this episode, which yep. like the first two minutes of this, I was already messaging Maddie in our mutiny just dev slack and I was like. Uh, this is really messed up yep. already. Like, yep. really dark stuff. We're, like,
0: back to the actual show. Like, I, I feel like you can tell almost immediately when we're watching a fake episode versus a real episode, and it's, like, whether the MRD are sitting around eating donuts or whether they're killing people again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, this episode, I feel like... Is probably the most like X Men Evolution in sense. It feels so much like that it other does. episode, uprising, uprising, that we absolutely yep. love. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing where it's like in Uprising, that was a direct response to what was going on in the real world with the mutants and people discovering mutants,
0: and the Sentinels and cops and so on.
1: Right, and people taking on to these like vigilante groups that would start blowing up the Morlock tunnels. Yeah. Like this really feels like this would have been the continuation of that if X Men Evolution could have yeah. continued. Right. Which is probably why we like this so much. And even characters in this episode feel like they're X-Men Evolution counterparts. Kitty very much is back to X-Men Evolution Kitty where she's a total badass. Absolutely. Very sassy and like kind of manic about trying to deal with a lot of these situations. I love Kitty in
0: this episode. This is a huge Kitty episode, which... Love it. Love to see so much of her. She has me too. She has so many great moments in the set.
1: And they use a lot with Forge in this, although he's not doing I, I gotta say, I I like Forge in this TV show. Because he reminds me a lot of the Gino character from our stories, Poochie Chainlink, where he's like smart, but just totally also an idiot in so many other ways and like tripping and falling down in the background. But that's not who Forge even is as a character in the comic books. And I'm like, I
0: know I kept thinking that and I was like, well, this is just an alternate reality version of Forge where he I am seeing him as a continuation of his evolution character where he's like displaced from time, kind of a stoner. I don't know. I, I really like Forge. The other fun thing about Forge that I noticed as of this episode, it's probably been true the whole time, but I didn't notice it before. He is wearing moccasin boots. Did you notice is. that? Which no, is, I did which is that. from his original character and also just like a little nod to his indigenous uh, ancestry. And I I was kind of sad that like they replaced his headband with the goggles because I'm just like, wow, they're like taking away any of Forge's personal fashion choices. But this was the episode yeah. where I noticed he's wearing the moccasin boots. And I was like, actually, that's really cool. Like they haven't really pointed out that Forge is a native character, but Clearly, he still is. I don't know. I just thought it was neat. I do, too.
1: I do, too. All right. So anyway, here we are. This is the messed up part we're talking about. So basically, there's a newscaster who's saying that it's been now allowed to have, uh, this is a, I can't even, what am I even saying? Well, like, I,
0: wrote, like, I wrote down what the newscaster said if you want me to just yeah, read it. Yeah, why don't you
1: just read it because it's, it's I mean, you and I'll, I'll tell you what's happening in the background while you're reading it.
0: Yeah, okay, so this newscaster is so um, anyway, doing a live broadcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's just talk at the same time throughout everything. <laughs> um, so here's what, here's what he says. Only recently, every MRD facility in the nation was left in utter ruin after synchronized attacks by mutant forces. But what should have been a devastating blow to Senator Kelly and his anti-mutant initiative has actually proved otherwise. And then we see spider bot sentinels which are like the size of a tank just like walking down the fucking street yes and the newscaster continues it's all too clear tonight that the, those attacks only embolden Kelly's efforts and then who do we see getting kidnapped by the way by Project Wide Awake
1: Wolfsbane yeah. is getting kidnapped okay but this isn't her just getting kidnapped this is what they're doing they're walking up to people's apartments and their houses and smashing the door down with battering running rams. In, Yeah. beating the shit out of a mutant yep. and then knocking them unconscious and dragging him out yeah that is messed up they're
0: going door to door and taking people this is this is nazi germany like it's wild mm,
1: uh, you know what we were doing it here in america you i know, oh, I, I know not...
0: ryan you're right you're right but i'm just saying like that is another thing that it reminded me of i know yeah. that
1: it's not right it's not right at all and we're very against it but i will not go without saying that yeah we were no
0: you're right we i shouldn't distance it by saying it's like only something that happens in other countries like we do this here
1: i feel like and i do feel like we do politically like not on the show but people in general like oh this is what they did in nazi germany i'm like we have still not passed a lot of this
0: we're doing it now like guantanamo's still open we still like treat muslim people like this all pretty often if we decide they're a terrorist. like that's still going on not to mention, quote unquote, illegal immigrants like the list goes on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This really reminds me of when 2020 mm-hmm. was happening. They were just like not only deporting. Well, it's exactly what you just mentioned where it was like deportation was happening, but also we were just throwing people into camps, which is messed up. Yep. And that's kind of what this is trying to insinuate, yep. I guess, yep. or make you feel. And. The newscaster is doing something called Project Wide Awake, which you can talk about now, which is basically this.
0: So the newscaster says this is being called phase one of Project Wide Awake. And we see Rane getting dragged away by the soldiers. And the newscaster goes with full authority from the government. The forceful registration of mutants has begun in New York state and is set to expand across the country. That's
1: terrifying. I'm sorry. I mean, like I know that they're doing this based on like if you are an immigrant Mm -hmm. and you have to register as an immigrant. And that's messed up. I mean,
0: there have been other scenarios where it's happened. Well, imagine
1: imagine if you, if you had to register for being queer, which is like more than like 50% of the population. Honestly,
0: shit like that. I don't know. Like the way things are headed. I hope that doesn't happen. But the way that trans people are being treated around the world in the UK, especially yeah. and like also here. I mean, I don't know. It's. We live in a fucked up time and I hope things change. I don't know,
1: man. It's like <laughs> So then
0: we go over, the newscaster goes over to Kelly at this rally, Senator Kelly. And he is talking before getting into his car to like some of his supporters and some reporters as well.
1: Oh, yeah. This is like a terrifying piece of dialogue, by the way.
0: I know. So he says... Every single mutant living among us is a bomb waiting to go off, as demonstrated by the recent attacks. And outlaw mutant groups like the Brotherhood and the X-Men will no longer be tolerated. These creatures simply must be registered. To any mutant who refuses to come forward voluntarily, I guarantee we will find you. We will go door to door, march into every home, every school, every business. Let it be known here and now that your days are numbered. That is, Which is like, wow. okay, so you're being registered, quote unquote, but the implication is we will kill you and we will torture you before we kill you like that's what's being shown here
1: and if you register then that that allows us to find you even faster basically yeah
0: it's like we're just gonna kidnap you and it's over for you
1: it's awful and also this version of Senator Kelly It's not the one in the comic books. (laughs) No,
0: we've talked about this a bit where he's so beyond redemption now.
1: Right. Like, I would not want Senator Kelly to be redeemed. Like, I know they figure it out in the comic books because he does some awful shit in there, too, but not to this extent. But
0: it's more out of, like, ignorance in the comics as opposed to uh, he's not ignorant. He is... Bigoted you know like I feel like there's sort of a difference between those two things well
1: I mean we're drawing on politics of what was happening at the time which this is after 9-11 I mean Mm -hmm. at this point it's been about a decade since then but the level in which we have responded to that for Two decades I know. is actually pretty crazy. But
0: this, when this show was made, it ha- it was only like you know eight years after that, you know, because it's like two thousand nine, right? So it was actually quite recent.
1: Yeah, and so like I think this is where they're drawing that from, I agree. and that's that's what they're doing there. But this version of Senator Kelly is the one that needs to get shot by Mystique. Like that's <laughs> the one that <laughs> needs <completely> to happen. I <laughs> completely
0: agree, but I also <laughs> think, I mean, this kind of ties into how the live action movies are influencing this show because not only is the Warren Worthington stuff in there, we see a much more extreme version of the Brotherhood where they're kind of taking on the role that Mystique took on in the original movie where she's like, I'm just going to fucking enter the helicopter, disguise myself and try to kill this guy, which is one of the most badass scenes ever.
1: Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, Senator Kelly was not this bad in the movies, honestly. He
0: wasn't, but the Brotherhood was Fucking badass in that first movie. I
1: can I cannot even think about the movies with like I can't even remember like the version of Senator Kelly that is Senator Kelly because Mystique is Senator Kelly for so long. I
0: know, which is actually really cool. I like. i can, all I that. think about
1: as that actor. I forget his name when he's playing Mystique and he's doing that sexy strut. He's X-Men so 2. good. He talked about it afterwards. He's like that was my favorite part of the whole movie. He was, was like, like
0: legit such a good actor. He was really really good him. at pretending to be uh, Rebecca Romaine Anywho, we go to the X mansion logan forge and beast are watching this news podcast together which like logan's
1: losing his mind
0: well they all are in their own ways
1: they are logan's way to respond to things is just to start screaming and spinning in circles and, like, trying yeah.
0: to like cut things up with his claws he's like what do i what do i punch and stab in order to get this to stop
1: and meanwhile, beast and forge are like baby science can fix it and they're like what are you two saying <laughs>
0: Okay, so Logan goes, people just don't get it. Kelly's going to force this war and then nobody wins. And Beast is like, unfortunately, we've got something here that brings us one step closer. And Forge is like, you know, the computer data we stole from the Sentinel a while back? Well, and then he just says a bunch of tech jargon that I didn't even bother to write down. And Logan is like, can you shut up and tell us what you actually found? (laughs) (laughs) And Forge is like, okay, okay. It indicates their supercomputers and AI that's designed to operate all the Sentinels. And Beast is like, with a single mind controlling them, an army of sentinels can act as one efficient and deadly. There was something else. Show him. And then Forge walks over to like his computer and turns it on. And we see the Master Mold logo. Yeah. It's like an M logo. And Beast is like, the AI is named Master Mold. And then we get a smash cut to the intro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Also, this is important to note because Master Mold is what... Xavier has been fighting in the future
0: and telling them to stop all the time.
1: Yeah. Whenever Xavier hits a save point, he calls Logan. He's like master bolt still alive. Although I got to make note that later on in this episode, Logan calls Xavier and, The designs of Xavier and Bishop are different, so that theory in which, like, Logan's actively changing the future and Xavier is somehow, like, remembering it by downloading his memories somewhere, I think is correct.
0: Me too, because in this episode, Xavier's also like, nothing's changed, but he remembers what Logan's talking about, so he must be doing something like that.
1: Yeah, which is really crazy to think about, but that's also kind of how it worked in the animated series with Bishop bouncing back and forth Mm -hmm. and... Forge is like, I don't remember what I sent you back to do because time changed. Yeah. (laughs) And now Wolverine's dead. Anyway, (laughs) so we come back and Logan just turns to the camera. and He's like, oh, fuck. And everyone's like.
0: (laughs) I actually really liked that. What he literally says is you got to be kidding me. And I was like, I like that. We just go back to the same scene. And he's like, master mold fuck and it's like very funny um and Forge just kind of reminds us of the plot and he's like i imagine it's the genesis of the very master mold professor x is fighting in the future and beast is like yeah i don't give a shit about the future because master mold is going to bring all the sentinels online tomorrow so we're gonna (laughs) die so let's not even think about xavier right now love
1: that beast said that by the way beast is like i don't care about any of this shit that we've been doing because it's stupid and like we're gonna die tomorrow. Yep. What's the plan?
0: <laughs> yeah. And Logan says, "Kitty was right. We should have trashed that place when we had the chance." Yeah.
1: Kitty Pride was right. I want a t-shirt that says this now. I want a t-shirt that says Kitty Pride was right. She
0: was right.
1: Well, of course, leave it to Magneto and Kitty Pride, both Jewish characters, yes, to like come on, be, be like, like, "Yeah, this like, shit nope. never works." Yep. Yeah. Or Aurora, like those three characters, when they say something's not gonna work, you. Listen to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: Anyway so now we're going to cut over to Quicksilver Who's I guess just running across the world On the ocean to Magneto's Castle Grayskull He's
0: running across the ocean So he runs all the way in he runs into Seamus, who's guarding the doors, and Pietro's like, Oh my God,
1: Pietro's like, Oh my God, Pietro just goes, Oh, I get it. You're supposed to stop me. Well, try harder. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, Pietro, so much. It's
0: funny. Oh. So then he runs into the throne room because obviously Seamus can't stop him. And then Wanda walks out and she's like, Hey, Pietro. And Pietro's like, Well, 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 it's Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> How's life in paradise where I'm not allowed to live? And Wanda's like, you know, it wasn't my choice to be here. We do what's asked of us. Which is
1: messed up also. I
0: know. And Pietro's like, yes, of course. But you were asked to live a cushy life by our father's side. Well, I've been stuck doing the dirty work with the brotherhood. And Wanda's like, Pietro, just fucking go. Father is not going to be happy to see you. Yeah. And Pietro's like, thanks for the warning. But I no longer care about his happiness. Which, like, I don't know. Pietro's such a hilarious character in so many ways. Yeah.
1: She is. And also I kind of love their relationship here where Wanda and Pietro like clearly care about each other, but they also like don't really like each other.
0: They're also like one upping each other and being like, listen, well, this is
1: like this is like post House of M Wanda and Pietro they're drawing from because like the two of them were close before, but like had these moments where they're like, "Eh," they disagree. But then after House of M, they have not been like close with each other because Wanda's like yeah you're messed up Mm -hmm. and Pietro's like "Uh, at least I don't try ending the world every two seconds bitch and (laughs) then he like runs away
0: (laughs) okay so then Pietro goes into the throne room and Magneto's talking to Lorna in there and what he's saying to her is you're not supposed to leave the palace without an escort this conversation isn't really important it's like a little quiet convo that he's having with Lorna who's clearly starting to rebel against her situation and then he right. sees Pietro walking in and he's like, Lorna, leave us for a moment. I need to speak with your brother privately. And Lorna sort of starts walking away. And Pietro does this bitchy thing where like, as oh my God. she's walking away, he starts talking louder and louder and being like, yeah, it's best she leave. Otherwise, your little heiress might find out what's going on in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, she probably already knows, but okay. Yeah. Thanks, Pietro. Just, the Magneto
1: family is so messed up it's in so many ways. Like, hilarious. just all the layers that have happened in the last 30 seconds is so much.
0: Yeah. And Magneto's like, explain why the fuck you're here. And Pietro's like, how's this? I've served you faithfully. I never questioned you. I did everything you asked. And now you cut me loose. Why? And Magneto just goes, you've accomplished nothing, Pietro. You failed to spread the fear of mutants and quicken the way to war. You failed to keep the X-Men in check. You're of no further use to me. And then he just turns to walk away.
1: Yeah, but then Pietro screams, but I am your son, which is like actually pretty sad.
0: It is super sad. And Magneto's like, which makes your mistakes all the more unforgivable. Son or not, I refuse to let your incompetence hold back mutant kind any longer. Which like, yeah, I feel like this is very harsh. And I was kind of struggling to remember like the last time we had a plot episode and like, what did Pietro fuck up in that? And I don't even remember because this show is like so disorganized that I'm like, I can't even remember (laughs) the last time we saw Pietro, you know?
1: I think the last time we saw him, he was attacking the X-Men when Magneto was attacking the MRD stations. But I think there was another time. After that yeah they went to attack The X-Men but they didn't do it very well They like knocked some stuff down but then they all Passed out
0: yeah so Magneto's Basically like you guys got beaten by the X-Men Again so I'm fucking done telling you To help me yeah yeah, which is rough.
1: It is rough, but also like I don't, I don't know what he thinks that Pietro is gonna do out there. Like I, don't, me either. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And then Pietro's like, when Kelly starts the war, you're gonna need me. And Magneto very bitchily is like, the future is secure without your help. Now leave and never return.
0: And Pietro's jaw drops, and then he kind of like closes his mouth again and is like, fine, fuck you.
1: No, he like doesn't say anything. Yeah, he, he just, just speeds leaves. away. He like cries and runs away and I was like damn
0: and then Wanda walks in she's like what is happening I'm sort of thinking she was overhearing all this
1: oh she overheard everything she overheard the conversation with Lorna the conversation with Pietro and Wanda's like at this point has had that plot point with Kurt where Kurt's like aren't you gonna like question any of this that's mm-hmm. going on and so now Wanda is like spying from the shadows as Wanda does when yep. she starts being
0: like I don't trust anyone anymore not even myself <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> right and so she's listening in all this and Wanda walks in she's like so is everything all right and Magneto says no call the MRD and tell them where are is hiding yes. and, and Wanda's like why on earth would we do that and yeah. he's like Well because if we don't He's going to jeopardize everything And what's worse is that She actually does I know Or Magneto just does it We don't really know But somebody does do it We
0: don't know We just hear later That there's a tip That's called in About where Pietro's location is Yeah Which basically The tip is Where the brotherhood is they all get attacked.
1: I don't know how the MRD didn't find them because they're up on top of this building that's got no walls and they're got dominoes up there shooting bullets off it. Anything that passed by.
0: I'm sticking with our theory about Domino's luck powers where like anytime anybody tries to get into the building, they're like, wait, I have something else I had to do today. Like, seriously, that is the only thing that makes sense. They're
1: like trying to get up to the top of the building, but they can never get past floor three because all this weird stuff's happening and they just think it's haunted. Yeah.
0: They're in the back
1: rooms. Okay. <laughs> They
0: are in the back rooms, but anyway, we're not there yet. Um, we go back to the X mansion where Logan is like trying to call Xavier in a Snow White room, and he didn't pick up for whatever reason. I don't
1: okay because he's not at a safe point.
0: I don't understand how it works. Like he's not <laughs> at a safe point, so you can't call him.
1: And also, they have to both be at the safe point at the same time, which is very Dark Souls, by the way. Like have yeah, you noticed- it
0: is. It's like literally, how do they ever line up anything?
1: This just makes me think of the beginning of Bloodborne, where you have to play the. Game game for like three hours and then finally it goes back to a place that you've been to three times and this stupid doll or whatever shows up it's like sorry I was late uh, now you can save <laughs> I know and it's what like, you're talking thanks. about thanks
0: <laughs> so Xavier's a stupid doll in this scenario
1: <laughs> well you know uh-huh.
0: so then Logan walks out of the room and Beast and Warren are here now and Beast is like were you able to communicate with the professor and Logan's like no we're on our own what'd you find out Warren
1: Warren's like I found out that I'm still gay <laughs>
0: He found out some other stuff too because he's spying on his own dad. So he's like, Forge is right. Something big's happening in the morning. It has to do with Project Wide Awake. And Logan's like, All right, I'll go get a team together. And then Warren and Beast have this conversation where Warren is like, This is pretty much it, isn't it? If those sentinels are activated, it's the beginning of the end. And Beast is like, Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And Warren is like, you better count me in. Right. And Beast is like shocked by this and is like, Warren, it's your father's facility. He is going to see you. Like if you were out and proud in your fucking X-Men uniform attacking the Sentinels. With
1: a big pride flag. Yeah. He's going to see that. Yeah.
0: With your big rainbow wings on, like he's going <laughs> to fucking see you, bruh. And Warren is like, times are changing. I can't let him control who I am. Not anymore. Besides, right. it'll finally give us something to talk about, which that entire line, I was like, this is the, the queer metaphor like that. It is. Yeah. It's nothing. It's not a line that you write about like racism or immigration. Like it, that is not the metaphor. This line uh, right. is about queerness. Like that's yeah. the only thing that makes sense 100%. for that. So I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that they were going back to that metaphor again with Warren because it feels like such a. Such an interesting way to portray him, like to have his I mean, he's currently wearing his tragic trench coat. That's like his wings are like stuffed into the trench coat.
1: Yeah, but that's a classic look for Worthington, honestly. No,
0: I'm just saying he's he's closeted again. Like he's wearing his trench coat.
1: I mean, it's it's better than the She-Hulk issue recently where Kurt walks over to She-Hulk. He's like, I didn't want anybody to see me. or know who I was. So I wore
0: this hat. And he's just wearing a baseball hat. She, she <laughs> She-Hulk is like, like, um, you're blue but okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway so beast kind of puts his hand on Warren's shoulder as they like walk down the hall together it's very like Older, experienced queer, like, supporting this younger guy who's kind of figuring it out. Yeah,
1: but I think they're the same age in this because yeah, in an probably right. two, they have, like, Xavier Remembers again, and it's got the five original X-Men there, so oh. that's interesting.
0: I, I was sort of assuming this was X-Men Evolution, so Beast is a little older. Same, but I think Beast and
1: Warren were, well, Beast was a little bit older even in that, so you're right. Yeah, But Warren I, was, like, at least a... College student, or something. I
0: agree, but I think Beast, I mean, Beast was a high school teacher, so he's probably in his 20s. No, you're right.
1: Yeah, right. Or like early 30s, something yeah, like maybe, that. Yeah, so, maybe. I don't
0: know. Beast has this really dark line here about the attack on the Sentinels that they're planning, where he's basically like, So you're assuming you're going to survive <laughs> to like have something yeah. to talk to his dad about? And Warren is like, I'm an optimist. And
1: also, like, you want to talk to your dad? Like, well, that's kind of the know. joke,
0: though, is like, if yeah. Warren comes out of the closet again, he'll finally have something to talk to his dad about. This is also for
1: sure foreshadowing because Warren in the next episode is the only person that is a casualty of all this I
0: know it is absolutely foreshadowing and it's very realistic to what people's situations are where they're if they're in this privileged position that Warren's in which is only predicated on him staying in the closet if he finally comes out like that's the kind of thing that can happen to those people is that they'll be publicly shamed as well oh you yeah know?
1: I know it's sad or in his father's case is like oh you're gay I'm going to surgically do conversion therapy on you, and then you're not going to be gay anymore. Terrifying. Warren's dad is awful. Okay, so now we have this other scene that is also really good where all the X-Men are getting ready to go on the Blackbird. And for what it's worth, I actually think Logan, even though he's terrible at leading the X-Men, is making the right call by having Kitty stay here versus Nightcrawler, who could teleport Tilde out of here. Mm -hmm. But basically, the thing is that he's like, okay, Kitty, you got to stay here because if things go south and we can't do anything you've got to keep tildy safe and you're the only person that can do that and she's like i should be out there fighting
0: yeah like tildy soames is still living with them by the way which i actually kind of like that they continue this plot point with me too
1: me too and kitty is like i should be out there fighting with you guys and logan's like no i trust you to do this and you're like the person who is willing to do what needs to be done Mm -hmm. you know like to
0: protect her and also her powers are such that they can always escape. They can get out of anything.
1: Well, Exactly. And also, they could have had Kurt do it, but I think Kurt was a necessary component for this battle they're about to go in with the sentinels because there's so many times in the next battle we're gonna see where kurt is teleporting to save people because they're getting caught
0: and he has to be able to teleport really high which kitty can't do unfortunately
1: that's true and also i think there is something to be said here about logan's trust in kitty pride which is like he's like no like if we all die like you you at least have to be here to continue on the journey of the X-Men like that's basically what he's saying here
0: Mm -hmm. also I don't want you to skip over this really funny Kurt line
1: oh no this is (laughs) great but go for it
0: so like the other X-Men are kind of overhearing uh, Logan telling Kitty that she isn't allowed to come and she's so pissed off and Kurt is like Logan wanted me to tell her I said I'd rather face a hundred of these sentinels and Beast just goes (laughs) good move which it's so (laughs) funny like the two of them are just looking on at this and being like yeah I didn't want to face Kitty Kitty's wrath like I love that all these male characters who are like taller and stronger than Kitty are like terrified of her and in a base level I just really enjoyed it
1: (laughs) Also, that was very X-Men evolution. It it is. Like, yeah, I don't want to tell Kitty because she's going to punch me.
0: (laughs) She's going to make me eat a muffin again. (laughs) (laughs) And Kitty has these lines where she's like, I'm an X-Man, not a babysitter, which we are definitely going to see. She's a terrible babysitter and a wonderful (laughs) X-Man in the next few scenes. It's great. And also Kitty's final line in this scene is we should have trashed that place when we had the chance, which she's right. But whatever. Yeah. It's fine. We come
1: back to that line <laughs> again. And I was I was like, I want that Kitty Pride was right shirt. Yep. I do. We
0: are going to make our own version of it and sell it in the Mutant Ages shop. We might actually do that. TBD.
1: You know what? We have to get some other ones done first. But yes, we'll add it to the <laughs> we list. We have
0: a long list of shirts we want to make. <laughs> um, so the next scene is the X-Jet landing. And then we see Emma walking forward, flanked by Logan and Scott. Just a really cool shot of Emma in her sexy cape. Yeah. And then they arrive at Worthington Manor and they're just looking up at it and being like okay how do we get in here and Logan is like Frost you getting anything?
1: It's not Worthington Manor it's like one of the warehouses. It's got
0: the Worthington logo on it though so I I don't really know where it is. Well yeah
1: sure it's it's part of the corporation but it's not his house is what I'm saying. I
0: guess that's fair because later when we're seeing like the control room with all the cameras in it that Trask is watching that's somewhere else I don't know where. Well and I feel like
1: Emma is the only person here by the way who's about to understand what happened Because Logan's like, all right, who's in there? And Emma goes, I can't sense any human minds. And I think it's important that she says human because Emma's like, yeah, there's fucking robots in there. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah, like,
0: why did we come here? And Cyclops just goes, trap? And then suddenly like <laughs> sixteen sentinels fly down from the roof and they're like scanning, mutants detected, time to fucking kill you. And Logan turns around and he goes, It's a trap. And, and it's like, like doy, Logan, like what did you think was gonna happen? I don't know. Or... I mean, this
1: is this is Logan. But then we have a commercial break where we're gonna get this you get Cyclops' visor <laughs> yep. and it's a viewfinder, and you get to see <laughs> pictures of the X-Men, but like from X-Men the animated series, and you just push the little button on the side.
0: I would Get that. That sounds great. Yeah, right? <laughs> Good. Why isn't that a toy that exists?
1: I don't know. I feel like these uh production companies need to listen to the mutant agents and take my ideas, me the marketing expert, and make these into toys.
0: We need the Beast Teddy Ruxpin, we need uh Cyclops fights or viewfinder. Yeah, all these 80s and 90s
1: toys, they're back, man. Like they were in that period of time where we're re-releasing every toy that we had when we were children. So Hey, I'm ready for right, it. Go for it. So
0: then we get um we get like a million fight scenes, but this is is the first of many so Storm flies into the sky and like hits a sentinel with a lightning bolt but she immediately gets blasted by another sentinel and Warren flies up to catch her as she falls and then a sentinel walks over to Emma and tries to stomp on her and she turns into Diamond which like destroys his foot which is pretty badass and Cyclops shoots his beams at him you
1: know what I would say that this fight scene with the sentinels is probably the best one in the series so far yeah. we get to see the X-Men do some really cool shit here
0: we do we do so then Kurt bamps Logan up onto a sentinel shoulder and Logan starts like slashing at its head yeah and then logan to kurt is like i got this just get forge inside and kurt bamfs away yeah and we see bobby icing his way over to a sentinel also
1: this is so cool though there's a sequence where a sentinel grabs cyclops and then you see this the sentinel's hand light up and then it just explodes as energy just comes out of it because cyclops has basically just ripped off his visor yep. inside of him and just disintegrated the sentinel's hand and i was like I really love this version of Cyclops that is just relentless.
0: It's pretty badass.
1: Yeah, when Cyclops isn't the Boy Scout because he is still kind of because he keeps on questioning Logan and be like... But he's like we-
0: depressed and mad and bitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he still does the like, we still have to be there and do what we have to be told. But at the same time, he's like really goth. And I'm like... I love this version of Cyclops. I
0: like this version of Scott. Like, this is a version of Scott that I really enjoy. It's actually so strange
1: that this TV show made a version of Wolverine we don't like, but made a version of Xavier and Cyclops that we do like. And we're like, what's happening here? It's like
0: (laughs) truly backwards town. And yet there are also episodes we do like. So it's not even to say that we fully dislike the show. It's just taking the characters in a very different direction.
1: Literally, we just don't like the episodes where Logan runs off into the woods somewhere and has some sort of, panic attack and then like we have to see him
0: fights fucking I don't know one of his
1: exes we've seen like three or four of them so far on this show it's kind of absurd
0: anyway it's kind of funny because they keep showing Kurt and Forge trying to get into the warehouse and being stopped by sentinels each time so we see like one of those moments happen here but we're not going to complete this fight scene we're going to go over to a control room where we have our four main villains all hanging out in a room together and this is where I was like wow we really have four villains that all matter, and they are Trask, Warren Sr., Senator Kelly, and Sybil Zane. They're all there, and they all actually matter to the plot in different ways.
1: They actually do, though.
0: Sybil Zane mostly matters because she's the only one with a cell phone, which is hilarious, but we'll get to that later. Well, Sybil
1: Zane (laughs) seems to be... Like all these characters do for thing. Like Trask is building the robots. Sarah yep. Kelly is doing all the political stuff,
0: and Warren is funding it. He's
1: funding it, and Sybil Zane's basically the field person. She's out there doing all the work, you know, physical work. Like, oh, we need to get this information. I'll do like a sexy A to one capture, and you know what I mean. Like that's that's her job.
0: Yeah, like she'll talk to Gambit, whatever. This yeah. is the kind
1: of stuff that Christopher Yost does, though. That their tank character of the evil mutant, the evil team, is just a woman Mm -hmm. being awesome. I think that's cool.
0: It is interesting. Although there was a part of me watching this that was like, It's kind of too bad that she's there Because I feel like it's almost more powerful If it is just these three white men Like fucking everything up for everybody No
1: I agree and uh, to be honest with you if a season 2 Happened I feel like Sybil Zane would have flipped sides Because she kind of has this vibe where like I don't know We like her a little too much for her to be a villain You know what I mean?
0: I agree and it's like She also just seems like She's already morally grey As opposed to fully on these guys' side I
1: think it's more like who pays me more money She seems like female gambit a little bit Because that whole episode between them she
0: is a she's like a much more evil version of Gambit, yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Trask is like showing off his cameras with all of the Sentinels uh, fighting the X Men on them. Yeah. And he's like impressive, isn't it, Senator? Yeah. Senator Kelly is like, it's hard to believe the computer actually predicted this attack. And Trask is like, it's no ordinary computer. Master Mold can think on its own when it realizes its system's going to go well. I know. I like Trask. Why do you think this is a good idea for like seventeen reasons? But okay. I mean,
1: has he not played Portal? jesus Christ! Come on
0: I, so stupid so he's he continues when it realized that its systems were being hacked by the x-men it gave them information that would lure them here which like again kitty was right they should have just destroyed this shit while they were already there because it, basically they just gave master mold all the information about the x-men that it needed in order to kill them when they came back but whatever yeah. um so kelly is like it actually laid a trap incredible and Trask is like, it gets better. The Sentinels are studying them, sharing the data with Master Mold. With every fight, they get better and better. So like every time they fight the X Men, they get better at fighting the X Men. Which like, Jesus Christ, the X Men are so fucked here. <laughs> like, oh my god. I mean
1: seriously though. And then Warren Senior sees Warren Junior flying around, and he's like, Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. And Sybil's like, Is there something wrong with you? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Why are you suddenly like panicking? Yeah. And he's like, Uh, nothing no reason everything's great yes I mean it means that these other characters don't know that's Warren they or know that his son is a mutant or even know what he looks like apparently so yeah
0: I, I mean I think it's kind of hard to recognize him in this totally other context to be fair but of course he's going to recognize his own son that's true so then also their conversation gets interrupted because Sybil's phone rings her cell phone it's like it's
1: still flip phone you know it's from that era
0: oh my god anyway Iron Man hadn't come
1: out yet so we hadn't made iphones yet so oh my god
0: (laughs) oh we know it had iron man had
1: just come out so we we're in the process of creating the iphone right now elsewhere
0: tony stark is inventing the iphone
1: he is in this universe
0: so she gets a call about how the tip the anonymous tip about where the Brotherhood lives is good and the MRD has engaged the Brotherhood. Right. And Senator Kelly just smirks like, okay, great, they're going to die. Um, And they're not.
1: The Brotherhood do a pretty good job at- They do. Defending themselves even before Pietro shows up because like the MRD have broken into the Brotherhood, met- uh, not Brotherhood mansion. this is not evolution, the Brotherhood building. And they're like, oh shit, this building that we thought was haunted this whole time was just mutants. And mm-hmm. so now they're trying to shoot them down Fred is just holding up a piece of the wall to block them as they're shooting at them. But Avalanche is like running around and... He's doing all these things with his shockwaves and it's really cool. It is. I thought it looked really awesome.
0: Domino is also behind a table shooting back at them. And Toad is just cowering, which like, it's kind of too bad that Toad has been nerfed for this entire show. Like he just tells jokes about how he's scared and he doesn't use his Toad Well, I mean, later
1: he has like a full PTSD attack. So that's about to happen.
0: I know. But like for now, Toad is just sort of useless. No,
1: Toad's just on the ground right now. And then... The MRD soldiers throw these little grenades that create these sound waves that makes them fall down on the ground, and I don't really know what they're supposed to be, but they're just creating this high pitched noise. It
0: emits this high pitched noise. Meanwhile, Pietro's outside, like running up to the building, being like, "God damn it!" and like trying to run in to save everybody, but he he's still on his way. You
1: know, it's actually crazy to me that Magneto was like, "Okay, we have to have the MRD get Pietro," and I'm like. Like, that's not going to work. Like, no one can catch Pietro. I know. <laughs> like, you know?
0: I know. I, I mean, know. let alone Fred, Domino, or Avalanche. I mean, maybe you can kidnap Toad. Toad seems the most kidnappable of any of them on this show. Okay,
1: seriously, though. <laughs> but, like,
0: good luck getting the other ones. They're all too powerful.
1: Wait, there's a moment here where, like, Pietro runs over He's like, I saved you again and then a helicopter shows up and tries to shoot them and Domino doesn't look at it she just shoots it down and then they just continue the conversation which I thought was like the coolest ever. It was shit hilarious was like, because right Domino. before that
0: happens Pietro goes did you miss me and Domino just stares at him and like shoots at a helicopter over his shoulder it's like hilarious
1: <laughs> I know oh my god
0: so then Fred is like how did the MRD even find us nobody knows we're here and Pietro's like Magneto does he cut us loose and nothing would make him happier." and seeing us rot in an MRD prison.
1: And Domino's gets pissed. She's like, wait, what the fuck? Why would he do that? We risked our lives for him. And Pietro says, don't even try to understand that guy. I've spent my whole life doing it, which is true. Pietro is always constantly trying to understand how Magneto works so he can get his approval. But the truth is that Magneto just does not give a shit about Pietro. He's expendable to him. I know. You know?
0: Which is really sad. I mean, it doesn't help that
1: Pietro always shows up and he's like, hey, dad, are you going to use me or what, you stupid idiot? I mean, you know. No, it's Pietro. I
0: mean, also, Time Bomb, that episode, I think, really put some marks against Pietro with Magneto. And he's never yeah. really come back from that because he was very impulsive in that episode and was just kind of like, This guy's powerful and I can't really control his powers, but like, I just want to impress my dad. And like, almost everybody on Genosha died.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sad. Meanwhile, Avalanche is picking up an MRG helmet and he's listening in. He's like, Hey, the MRG are sending backup. And also, they're attacking the X Men at the same time, to which Fred goes, Good. I hate those guys. Hilarious. I, like,
0: I love that. And Pietro's like, well, here's our next move then. We're going to save the X-Men. And Toad just goes, uh, come again? Which was really funny yeah, to me it too. It is
1: funny. <laughs> also, I don't know what this does in the greater scheme of the plot line. I'm sure it means something. But I also like the idea that the Brotherhood and X-Men team up. Because this happens all the time in all the TV shows and in the comic books. And essentially why the Brotherhood now is just totally peaceful on Krakoa because they just have different viewpoints, but they, they are literally fighting for the same thing. It's just like... Well,
0: I would actually say they have similar viewpoints, but different methods. That's kind yeah, of that's what, I mean. what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it
1: is. I mean, at the end of the day, they're fighting for the same thing. Yeah, so I if, mean,
0: now that things have broken out into more open warfare on the streets, like Sentinels are just killing people now, like, they're on the same side.
1: I and mean, there's people just, like, breaking into people's houses. I don't know. And then it cuts to Kitty... Who's with Tildy? Who's freaking out? And she's like, "The bad men are coming!" And Kitty's like, "Ah, don't worry about it. The X will be back soon." And then she's like, wait a second, why do you think the MRD are coming for you? And Tildy's eyes just like glow, and she's like, I saw them! <laughs> Kitty says with hope, like she's nodding. she's like, on the TV, right? And Tildy just shakes her head <laughs> and starts it's to like, power no, up. like, they're
0: like wa- walking up to the front door right now, and Kitty's like, nope, that's fine. Everything's fine. You don't need to like create a huge monster again. And she just says everything's fine like 16 times to Tildy, and it's really funny. Okay, but there's... There's something
1: absolutely bone chilling about this scene, though, where Tildy's like, the men are coming for us. They're coming for us. And Kitty, the Jewish character, is being like, no, everything's fine. They're yeah. not coming. And then the doorbell rings and like men are here to capture them. Yep. And I was like, this is horrifying. It is. And again, if it was any other character, it could still be scary. But like, since it is Kitty and given her Jewish background, I feel like that really plays into it. Like, they're hiding inside this house while these soldiers are outside to take them away and or kill them mm-hmm. like that's terrifying
0: yeah yeah and she looks through the peephole and sees the two uh cops the mrds out there yeah. being like open up ma'am the cat in the hat, <laughs> the cat in the hat returns to the show <laughs> colonel hackett the hatchet except
1: now he's brought thing one and thing two I so know. like they're gonna f- mess things up
0: they're really gonna <laughs> mess things up and so like then we cut away from the cat in the hat And we get to see Forge trying, still trying to get into the supercomputer room, but he's like, can't get in because the fucking Sentinels are attacking outside still. Right. Forge has this little line where he's talking to himself and he's like, come on, Forge, think fast, make good decisions, which I just thought was really cute.
1: He's he's like, not capable.
0: Forge is so funny to me. He's like... Hilarious. Um, so then this laser blast hits the street right in front of Forge, and Hank like falls down in front of him. And then we see a shot of Warren and Emma, who've both been knocked out, and Storm's flying around, and Cyclops is shooting at stuff. And then Cyclops gets knocked out, and Rogue runs over and steals his powers, which she uses for the rest of the episode. And then we see Logan getting up after having been knocked out because it's Logan and he's fine.
1: There's also a moment in here with Aurora where it turns, well, the Sentinel turns her and she goes, target acquired. And then that same second, she just shoots lightning at him and destroys it, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. It was like a split second. It's like, target acquired. Pfft. Uh, I don't know can I I'm just making noises into the microphone
0: (laughs) (laughs) there are at least some moments where Storm actually gets to fight here which is actually nice to see I mean it's been so long I my standards are so low I mean to
1: be fair I feel like all of them are actually doing a pretty good job but the Sentinels are getting better at fighting them Mm -hmm. so it's like they don't know what to do Uh, And Essential is about to kill Storm, but Domino shoots it in the head and Pietro saves her. And of course, Pietro's like, don't worry, Wolverine. We're here to rescue you. And it's like, oh, wow. (laughs) I thought
0: it was very funny the way that he showed up. Like, Logan is just staring at him like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, why?
1: Okay, but then there's this horror scene where Master Moles is like, analyzing mutants new target identified and then there's this complete horrific scene where all these lights are turning on in the warehouse and first we see like the lights of the eyes the sentinel's turning on and then they're like lighting up across the room and then the lights and the ceiling turn on and reveal even more sentinels
0: it's like a thousand sentinels just
1: marching in lockstep it's terrifying and then master mold says Solution in progress. Terrifying. And it's like oh, that's awful. But first, we gotta take a commercial break where you can get Emma <laughs> Frost's perfume. Diamond. You can feel as ritzy as a diamond. <laughs> or yeah, she that would be the name of her perfume. would be like sparkling diamond. If you want to be the perfect human, or if you want to be the perfect mutant, use my perfume. Mm-hmm. And all the men can't resist you, but you can resist them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god i would buy that
1: i uh, like i'm marketing all these imaginary products to you i know
0: and none every of them week are every real. week i don't none know when this bit started but now I you keep doing started it and, it I and love now it. you just keep coming up with fake products uh, so then we go back to the mrd smashing down the front door of the x mansion and the cat in the hat walks in uh <laughs> he's luckily like, he's there to try to make this extremely scary scene less scary because we need something to laugh at and it's the fucking cat in the hat and he's like, Infrared team reports three hate signatures. Use your hand scanners to determine if they're muties, because I guess they all have hand scanners that do that now. Terrifying. Um, Kitty is covering Tildy's mouth with her hand, like be- from behind a pillar and like phases through the floor to fly both of them down into Xavier's Snow White room, which is like directly below them, apparently.
1: Or somewhere in the basement. I mean, they could have gone down like six levels. You have no idea.
0: That's a good point. And they could have gone to the side. I mean, they just flew over there. And then Kitty and is
1: Kitty's doing that thing again, where she's like, "Everything's fine, you know. It's everything's great. We're just gonna go upstairs. I'll be back real quick. I'm gonna get some chips and soda and maybe a board
0: game. <laughs> Bye." <laughs> and she's like, sounds so hysterical, manic. and she's like laughing. She's like, ah, "Everything's cool." <laughs> and meanwhile, Tildy is like breathing it's really like heavily, like she's about to panic. And it's like, this is not. <laughs> Going well.
1: She's like, "There's no reason to turn into a giant monster to step on the X Mansion. I'm just gonna go get some chips. Like those guys up there, they're just delivering us some pizza. And it's like clearly she knows that's not what these men are. And it's like Kitty's just like terrible at babysitting. I loved it though. I thought it <laughs> but was wait, good. Hold on, this next scene was crazy because there's like an MRD guy walking through the X Mansion, and Kitty just phases in behind him and snaps his neck and just drags him through the wall. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, oh my Yeah, God. we have they aren't
0: there yet but yeah that does happen
1: No that, that's right there because then it goes over to Senator Kelly okay that happens There and then Senator Kelly is doing His Senator Kelly bullshit which is Being unredeemable
0: Yeah so they're watching the footage still Of the Sentinel fight And he sees that Pietro and the Brotherhood are there. And he's like, what's the Brotherhood doing here? The MRD was supposed to fucking kill all of them. And Trask is like, it's under control, Senator. Master Mold has begun a defensive strategy. Which, like, "Mm, we'll see how that goes. So then... (laughs) see more of the sentinel fight it's kind of fun to see the brotherhood and x-men working together like bobby makes an ice wall again for cover for domino who's like shooting at everything i love
1: the brotherhood get to be x-men it's my favorite yeah or the x-men become brotherhood members whichever.
0: and there's this shot of the sentinel shooting a beam at fred who just fucking stands there and i was like i love this this is great um and then we see a sentinel head falling to the ground and logan leaps off of it and is like let's fucking go i know and he is trying to take forge inside. They're still just trying to get inside. Okay. But this
1: is awesome scene where like Logan's trying to explain this to Pietro. He's like, We're, we've been trying to get inside and like, for some reason, Kurt can't teleport in there and like nobody else can do anything. And Pietro just kind of shrugs. And then this results in avalanche creating a seismic, like blast aimed at the wall in which freaking Fred jumps into the seismic blast. And like, catapults himself through the wall and it's like awesome <laughs> he's like turns into a human cannibal and it's so cool yeah. I was like I love it when Frank gets to do shit yeah. and in this he's getting to do a lot of stuff
0: he does and that's like Pietro's version of getting them a door into the building
1: I mean it worked.
0: Yeah, I know. And Logan just kind of looks at Pietro like, well, all right, I guess that's how that's going to go. And so Logan and Fred do a little team up for the next couple scenes where the two of them enter the building together and Pietro does not come along.
1: No, but first we go back to the x Mansion because these things are happening simultaneously. We're going between the x Mansion. And this battle with the sentinels and like Trask and Senator Kelly like making out. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening, but like it's it's cutting back and forth super fast. This is one of those episodes that there's a lot happening in it. And in the X Mansion, Cat in the Hat's like, Well then we need a code ten. And then then she's like, What does that mean? And then a giant sentinel spider bursts through the wall. Yeah. And she's like Oh.
0: I guess that's a code 10. Yeah. The fucking spider sentinels are so scary. They're
1: everywhere now. They're coming after the X Men and the Brotherhood, and Fred is blocking them by ripping up the floor and using it as a shield. And this is when Logan's like, Kurt, get forged the computer. And then Fred just randomly is like, I could take on these things and then still crush you after Logan. And I was like, thanks, Fred. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> <And> like,.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think the reason he does that is because Logan insults him by calling him Slim, which is kind of confusing because isn't that Cyclops's nickname?
1: I thought that's who he was talking to. And it's like, isn't Cyclops outside? And I was like, oh, no, this is just the X-Men Origins Wolverine that is like, oh, fat person, got to immediately make fun of him.
0: Yeah, he's like, me and Slim here are going to take care of the spider bots. And Fred is just like, shut the fuck up. I can kill these (laughs) guys without your help. And I don't need you insulting me. I love Fred.
1: Honestly, like I kind of love that Fred stood up for himself there. Me
0: too. I loved it. And I was like, also Fred's right. Like Fred doesn't actually need Logan's help at all.
1: No, he doesn't. And Fred's just like, you know what? I can beat the shit out of you later. And I don't mind doing that. Yeah. Like,
0: and Logan's response is, let's hope you get the chance, which honestly, I didn't hate that response either because it was Logan kind of being like, you know what?
1: I shouldn't have said that.
0: Let's hope we both survive this so that you can beat the shit out of me. And I was like, yeah, you really. guys are kind of cute now.
1: Well, it's really funny because Logan's like scratching cider The ciders. Logan is scratching spiders and he's like, Which allows something to blow up, but it's like Logan. He's like, eh, eh. Everybody (laughs) else is like taking them out. I don't know. It's just typical Logan.
0: Yeah, Fred like picks up the piece of flooring that he ripped off the ground and like beats them to death. It's like a cool (laughs) fight scene where the two of them are like both fighting the spiders in their own way. Right. I liked it. And then we see Kurt and Forge bamfing into the huge supercomputer room. Yeah. And Forge is like babbling nervously and being like, all I have to do is upload the virus. And then, and then, and Kurt is like, you... Stop talking and do it. <laughs> and Forge, and Forge is like great, right, 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 right. Totally, totally, totally. Just let me find a port. I just need to find a USB port, and then a sentinel stomps over and forges like it says in a really quiet voice, "Sentinel," which was really funny to me. Like it was really quiet. funny. was like sentinel sentinel <laughs> Kurt is just really funny. bamfs over and saves him by like teleporting up to the catwalks and then they're watching the entire room and it's full of sentinels I know Forge is like
1: how are we gonna upload the virus from here and Kurt's like uh yeah We're that's not. not happening anymore like yeah. that's no longer something we can do like it's yeah. not gonna happen yeah uh, I know outside Warren sh- saves Domino from getting shot because yeah. her luck powers allows Warren to be there and Iceman freezes the sentinel a rogue blast one through their eye toad says that they should retreat which actually is not a bad plan at this point because they're not doing too well Mm -hmm. emma helps scott up which it's just very subtle but it's like you could clearly tell that these two are like getting ready to bone any second now
0: cyclops goes where's wolverine and pietro's like he went inside very macho and all but we're not gonna last for very long so how about we get out of here love these lines i love pietro's writing it's so funny i know
1: and then scott's like no we have to wait until wolverine finishes this so we need to give him time and we need to fight these sentinels because i'm a boy scout and pietro's like "Ugh, heroes such bitches it's so much more fun and naughty to be a villain (laughs) listen i can rate all the disney villains on a scale of one to ten and they're all (laughs) elevens
0: what he actually just says is sighing and saying heroes which I thought was really funny too like just on its own is a line I was like I love you Pietro
1: although of all the Disney villains who do you think Pietro would look up to
0: probably Hades from Hercules I feel like they're the most similar in a lot of ways like they're both very flamboyant
1: yeah you're right but
0: I don't know there's something to be said for Scar Ursula I mean the list goes on they're all icons I think
1: I think we're just listing off the characters we like I think you nailed it with Hades honestly
0: they're both bitchy in a very similar way so then we See a quick shot of the X Mansion where Kitty is like covering her ears while the spider bots are all like screaming at her and surrounding her. And she's just kind of like, I can phase through this, but like, this sucks. Like, I don't know what to do right now.
1: I mean, if she did phase through them, (laughs) allegedly that would knock them out, right? Because when she phases through electronics, it makes them stop working.
0: That's true. I don't know why she doesn't do that, but maybe they've already seen her and they're already prepared for that somehow because the sentinels are fucking terrifying.
1: Or maybe, maybe there was a scene we didn't see where she tried and she couldn't phase through it I don't know or she did and nothing happened because these are evolving sentinels no idea no Rebecca idea with the Logan fight Logan rips off a metal wall a metal door off the wall it's like a huge door by the way he sticks his claws into this door that's the size of like half a building and rips out the door and it's like there's no way he could have done that and also Fred's right there why didn't he just do it
0: I don't know but the two of them run into the computer room
1: yeah I was not expecting this next scene though in which Fred does the fastball special yes! with Logan, which was the best. And I was like, Fred gets to do the fastball special. I loved I'm it. so excited about this. I, I genuinely screamed and loved clapped. it. Yeah,
0: it was great. So they do the fastball special together because they're like kind of buddies together now. Right. Um, there's also like a fun exchange between them where they're like, "I love you, but I hate you." Where Logan is like, "Throw me towards the computer," and Fred just goes, "Nice and yeah, like as though he's like, Logan's gonna die, but like they both know he's not gonna die because it's fucking Logan. So like he throws him through a sentinel and knocks it out very helpful and then logan lands on the computer and just starts clawing at it and getting electrocuted really bad and then it explodes wait
1: (laughs) no maddie do you pause to read what the screen said in the background because i did what does it say oh my god it's like a bunch of words about the x-men but everything's misspelled horribly and i don't know why i feel like this happened
0: in x-men evolution too right with like the x-23 episode where we like paused it to read logan's like bio on the computer and it was like all misspelled words do you remember that
1: you're right that did happen (laughs) here hold on i did i did take a screen it was scrolling and i took one screenshot i didn't take a screenshot of the whole thing because It just kept going for a while. Mm -hmm. This is just an example of what was in the background. It went on for way longer than this, though. (gasps) It's like
0: (laughs) Inside of the Instituta, Matt and Mottington third, inspection out of the empty building, spacking a box. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Logan this this is Logan thanks him because uh, he noms something, spanking this job past fat hat. Matt and the dirt, I feel like it was either generating words, but here's the thing. My theory is that it is master mold. It like, and it's, a, I mean, it is a computer analyzing their information, right? Right. And whenever you create those bots on the internet to do stuff, it sounds like this. I wonder so that's if it's what also it like, was.
0: because Logan landed on it, he's already like causing errors to the computer as he's beating it up so it's like now it's just sort of reflected with these typos i don't but know.
1: listen listen this was just you if you go back and watch it there's at least like seven more screens of this nonsense i just took one because i was like i have to show this to Maddie later because there's no way i could explain it to you on slack i was like there's a scene in here where there's a bunch of misspelled words but this one is like crazy
0: i don't know i don't know so logan is is clawing apart the computer until it electrocutes him and it explodes and there's this quick shot of fred like watching in horror as that happens and yeah i just thought that was interesting i mean i I don't know if fred realizes how good logan's healing factor is and if he thinks maybe logan just died but it it doesn't matter
1: well yeah because logan does electrocute himself and passes out and there's some sort of like wave of electricity that blasts out across the world and all the sentinels stop moving including the fighter sentinels yes and me on outside bobby has the x bin in a little ice dome that he's created mm-hmm. and the sentinels are shooting at them and scott's telling emma that they need to wake up storm because they're like storm's the only person that can fight any of these things yeah. and we can't
0: i liked that toad
1: is having a full-on ptsd episode in the background where he's just screaming and crying and rolling around on the ground which is I terrifying know. and then suddenly the sentinels just stop And one at the X-Mansion walks up to Kitty. It's this terrifying scene where it's like her up against a wall with just the spotlight on her. It's very similar to what they were invoking from one of the comic books where this happened with the... um they weren't sentinels. It was something else, like some other alien creature. It might have been the brood that was like running around the mansion after her, mm-hmm. and it was very much like that. And then the sentinel, the sent, the spider sentinel, stops. Yeah, she's looking at it, and she like kind of taps against it. And Trask, meanwhile, is like, "Master Mold is down."
0: Yeah, and he's panicking. By the way, Trask is like, "Uh, Master Mold's down, and that can't happen because yeah, I, I don't have any backup plans." <laughs> like you didn't have a fucking backup at all like
1: what? it's meanwhile it's just its own sentient being at yeah, this point dude like that's not good meanwhile center is like zane get on your cell phone and call the mrg and tell everyone to get over there right now and that's what she does she pulls out it's
0: like
1: <laughs>
0: so then <laughs> we go back to the supercomputer room where logan is Waking back up his clothes are burned off he's naked Yeah he's naked
1: again and Kurt's Kurt like and are you alright yeah, I do like that Kurt checks on him because yes. they're boyfriends. It's and cute. That's... He's like,
0: are you all right? And Logan goes, do I look all right? And Kurt just smiles at him <laughs> like, Logan, you're fucking fine. I really liked that little one-two punch between them. It was really Me cute. Me too. And Forge is looking around.
1: Forge is looking at the Sentinels. This is actually pretty creepy because all the Sentinels have just frozen yeah. in place. And no matter what they were doing anywhere in the world and they could be attacking, they're just frozen. And Forge notes, he's like, they're still online. Like, they're still active, but they don't know what to do because they're not being given any commands.
0: hmm Scary. Which
1: is very scary. And Peach is like, well, time to go. Bye. Oh, by the <laughs> way, you owe us <always> one.
0: Bye. <laughs> Logan and then so like, Logan's so mad. Logan's like, I didn't even agree to have you guys help us, and now you're saying we owe you? Like, what?
1: Okay, but they kind of do because without the Brotherhood, they didn't get very far. It's
0: true. It's true. But also, it's just interesting because it's like, when is Pietro going to call on that favor? You know? When
1: you just, you just said when, and you paused. I thought you were going to be like, when you walk Go away. away. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, um before we zip to the next scene, Logan does make mention. He's like, okay, now we're gonna listen to Kitty and we're gonna trash these sentinels. Yep. And it's like, thank you. So but we're
0: supposed to believe because this is sort of important to note for the final scene of the episode we're supposed to believe they destroy all the sentinels and they think it's over from there because they've destroyed the computer they've destroyed all the sentinels they blow everything up we don't see it happen but that's what we're meant to believe happens but they yeah, miss one, exactly apparently
1: they they did miss one or something oh i don't know where the sentinel was though so it's kind of hard either. To and
0: i was so confused by this because i was like even if you destroyed all the Sentinels, Trask is in another building somewhere. And I'm pretty sure he remembered how to build them. So, like, And he probably has more wh- Sentinels. Let's yeah, it real. was kind of dumb that they thought it was over. But I whatever. Mean,
1: I, this, this is all they're doing right now is slowing down the production of the Sentinels pretty much. And so the X-Men go back to the X-Mansion and they come out of the elevator. And Kitty and Tilde are just sitting on the robot Sentinel. Like
0: on top of a Spider-Bot? Tildy's
1: eating ice cream <clears throat> and Kitty's just like... Where the fuck were you guys? Because some terrifying shit happened here and like we dealt with it, but uh, it was terrifying. And now I'm giving her ice cream so she doesn't turn into a monster right now. And
0: <laughs> it's really and, funny. And there's
1: also like MRDs are down on the ground, still unconscious. And look, it's like, Emma, mind wipe that Marty's. And he's like, Bobby and Hank, get rid of the. The uh, evidence, the evidence. I wrote down X-Men, but that's not what that it's <laughs> like. That's like funny. Logan, like Logan turned to Bobby and Hank be like, get rid of the X-Men. And they're like, what? <laughs> what?
0: And then Logan's <laughs> like, I'm going to go try calling the professor again. And this time it actually works. I don't know why, but it does.
1: Yes. But this is what I noted that like Xavier and Bishop now are wearing very different costumes. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think that the future did change subtly, but it didn't change enough to get rid of the Sentinels. Because that's basically what happens when Xavier picks up. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, nothing's changed here, but it has changed. It has changed very subtly. But like. The thing that they're trying to change hasn't changed.
0: Right. Xavier's like Master Mold survives somehow. Right. Also, by the way, we can tell he's still using like the backpack Cerebro here because it's like just this helmet on his head. And like, that's about all we see. Well,
1: it's kind of what he has in Krakow and now.
0: Yeah. So that's just like a really quick scene where Xavier's like, not good enough. Master Mold's still around. And then we see the final scene of the episode, which is this one sentinel remaining, apparently, allegedly, that's like crawling through the mud in the wilderness, which I don't even know where the fuck this sentinel is. And it doesn't tell us.
1: Was there an earlier episode that we don't remember where they fought a sentinel out in the woods somewhere and then just left the pieces there and Master Mold quickly downloaded herself into that sentinel because it's for far enough away from the X-Men.
0: I truly don't know. Like, honestly, this scene felt like it needed something like that ahead of time. Like it needed some foreshadowing that we didn't get. And I, it whatever. There are times where this show is just like a little bit disorganized in ways that kind of surprise me.
1: The thing is that I just feel like there are sentinels all over the place at this point, but like, where were they last left? You know, it could just be a sentinel from the warehouse that crawled out of the city into the mountains that are apparently right there. So
0: could be, but I'm like, why not just have this scene be Trask being like, and a computer somewhere else being like, but I've got a backup. Like, I don't know. It doesn't need to be this random Sentinel crawling through the woods and then suddenly powering on and then Master Mold's voice inside of it is like programming repaired.
1: No, I think it does have to be that to an extent because it can't be Trask because at this point Master Mold's going rogue. She's doing her own thing. So I guess you're
0: right. So we're supposed to be now scared of Master Mold as opposed to just Trask on his own because like he built this thing but it's out of his control. Well,
1: now now Trask, Worthington Senior, Sybil Zane and Senator Kelly are all going to be targeted by master mold because that's how this goes mm-hmm. is that the robots get consciousness and then the terminator happens and then sometimes arnold schwarzenegger shows up and he's not wearing any clothes and we hope for that version so
0: i don't think that's what's going to happen i think instead mr sinister is going to show up <laughs> that's what it's actually going to yeah he,
1: he's also not wearing any clothes but he does the pose anyway just to be dramatic he's like i've always wanted to do this you know
0: <laughs> Yep. anyway that is how the episode ends is master mold yeah. taking this random sentinel in the middle of nowhere online taking control of him herself and being like okay I'm going to take over the world I guess
1: yeah credits it's pretty pretty terrifying um this episode five out of five right out of the gate I can say that there's so many parts of this that I like yeah
0: I really enjoyed it it
1: finally interconnects all these plot points that have been being built over the course of the season that we've enjoyed <laughs> like they're finally here yeah they're finally making sense I feel like it did a really good job of making this world terrifying to people that are in this marginalized class of mutants like it does feel like it's drawing upon real world events which we mentioned in here we don't need to go into the politics again but like they do that and it's terrifying and I like that they place a lot of this on characters who are not only mutants but there's a Jewish mutant character that's being hunted and I think that was a an interesting choice but good for storytelling also I I really loved that whole scene with Magneto's whole family and how those few lines they all had with each other really spoke a lot about the relationships with each other. Right. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was really good and well written with so like Lorna doesn't even get to say anything. We just get the tail end of that conversation. But we can tell that from what Magneto is saying to Lorna that even Lorna is starting to rebel and being like something here isn't right. And I am not happy with the way things are. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to rebel Against you
0: because she wants to start leaving the castle and like going to explore the world and seeing what it's like
1: right and like Magneto's relationship with all his kids are all very messed up because Magneto's very much decided like he's like well Polaris is going to be the next Magneto Pietro is just going to do shit for me and I don't care what happens to him and Wanda has to like be the speaker to the mutants and she has to do exactly what I say. And speak Mm. exactly the way that I want her to. It's like...
0: Not gonna work.
1: (laughs) No. meanwhile, Wanda's like, she's questioning this. And she's like, "Uh, I don't know how I feel about any of this. So now Wanda's like having a mental breakdown and spying from the corners. And Pietro is like being kicked out by Magneto. And he's being sassy and crying. It's good. I feel like this is very real to that family. And I would love for the MCU to really dive into how dysfunctional the Magnetos are
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you know I agree I agree throwing
1: some Wiccan and speed though so Wiccan can be like this bullshit again why (laughs) why
0: well they already have those characters at least so they obviously are going to include them but we need we need to figure out who and where and what Pietro is and also Lorna in the mcu still
1: but we know pietro is gay so there's that mm-hmm. and lorna lorna's probably gay too
0: yeah i i guess we should do i don't really have anything else to add so we could we could do who's gay if you want the are a for a lot of things and one of those things is being tricky in this episode because I feel like it's almost entirely metaphorical. And I feel like that part is really powerful, but there is that quick moment with Kurt and Logan at least.
1: Yeah, there's that, but also I was going to say Pietro just as a character and this is pretty gay.
0: He is pretty gay. Yeah. I mean,
1: he just, he just is gay. Like, I don't even mean like they're being like, Oh, we've queer coded this character. No, he just is a gay character. That's watching his Disney movies, (laughs) loving his Disney villains Uh being like, Ursula. She's a queen. I sewed my costume just to look like Jafar or something. I don't know. Like This is the kind of stuff that Pietro does in his free time. But mm-hmm. the queer metaphor is definitely with Warren. I sh- I feel like Warren is not straight on this TV show either. Yeah. Personally. I agree. I really feel like he's gay. It's not even subtle at this point. It's just very much like on the table that Warren's a mutant and that this is a queer metaphor yeah. with his relationship with his father.
0: It just, I don't know. It feels like it's a big part of the story for him. And it is. And I like him
1: kind now and his father trying to hide him so people don't know that he's gay. Now, Warren's out there at a pride event, waving the pride flag around. And Warren's like a public figure because his dad's a public figure. And he's like, This is going to hurt how the family name looks. And so now I have to figure out a way to convert Warren into being a straight boy. That's terrifying although warren Seeger does seem scared for warren though for a second because they're like oh shit my son will die because yeah, he's
0: like warren could die but he's also going to end up taking that out on him in the following episode quote unquote for his own good which is gonna be really fucking sad for us to watch but that is what it is yeah
1: but i mean we love warren so we'll be here to support him emotionally when he Needs to come and crawl into my arms and cry And maybe have me blow him Anyway uh, yeah so that's There yeah I do I do think There's a lot of the queer politics just in terms of Like what's happening in the real world Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of immigration politics Which is Weird, but I guess it could be if some of those immigrants are queer, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Kitty made me think about. Like, we were talking about how she's a Jewish character, but I still really read her as a queer character on this show true. as well. Yeah. She and Bobby are not hooking up, and we are almost at the end of the show. You know what's so. really funny?
1: I thought they did, and, like, I think I it's just think those two do. episodes that they try to make it happen, and both of them, Kitty was like, what are you doing? We're both gay. Like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here.
0: I'm glad they don't date. I don't ship it. It's too weird. Like, why even have it happen. I mean, it was
1: weird in the comic books too. And like, even when they were dating, they thought it was weird. And then when he came out, Katie's like, well, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I just like that they aren't dating, and I hope they don't try to force something at the very end of the show. I, no, I they're God, really I running not. out of time though, so I they, don't think I mean, they're going to. Katie,
1: Katie did warn us already. She's like, I'm like three episodes at the end of this show, and like they still have to wrap up 17 plot points. And I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. I they're just gonna leave it open-ended because they were hoping for a season two.
0: Maybe they'll get it someday, you know? We never do know in this day and age
1: well first we got to get x-men evolution season five but we'll see what happens is there anything else queer metaphorically that we want to talk about in this episode yeah
0: i mean i i feel like we've covered it i i don't know i'm kind of just looking ahead to next week where we do guardian angel which is gonna have mr sinister again
1: i'm so excited for it it's gonna be great i you know what I think all these episodes are really good. Guardian Angels about Warren. I think Breakdown is an Xavier episode. I think Breakdown and Rover are both Xavier episodes or like ones that are in the future. Which
0: now I like Xavier episodes. Like now we live in Crazy Town where I'm like a Xavier episode. Great. I can't wait to watch it. (laughs) I
1: know. I think... Okay, wait, I think Breakdown is in the past with, like, the young X-Men, and I think Rovers in the future. Then Ace of Eights is a really great episode with Gambit that I absolutely love. Uh, Shades of Grey, that is so funny to me because this is, like, pre-50 Shades of Grey. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, and it's about um, BDSM, but with the Dark Phoenix.
1: Uh, You know what? It's not that far off, though, except it's like the other way around. Instead of like the guy doing the BDSM stuff, it's like Jean Grey doing it to Scott. And Scott's like, I just can't get enough of her.
0: (laughs) Also, looks like Mister Sinister is in that episode too, so that'll be great.
1: Good, and meanwhile, Scott's just like writing fifty books that are being turned into movies about his relationship with Jean. Anyway,
0: and then we have a three-part season finale: foresight parts one, two, and three, and that's how it ends.
1: To be parallel with the three-part opener, that's hindsight.
0: Mm-hmm. Hindsight, foresight. Okay.
1: Two sight, three sight, foresight. Four. A cat and a hat coming through the door. Anyway. <laughs>
0: God. Great. All right. Great stuff. Great Hello, stuff.
1: Everybody. Welcome to the Mutant Ages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time for plugs, I think.
1: Pluggy's not here, everyone. You can come out of hiding. You can come out from under your desk. I kind of like the idea that Pluggy shows up and it's treated like a nuclear bomb threat. Where it's like, yeah, everybody just go underneath hi- your desk.
0: And cover. <laughs> Pluggy is Pluggy. here. <laughs> Oh my god, Duck and cover has a whole new meaning now. Oh Whoa. Okay. Duck,
1: bend over. All right. Anyway.
0: Yep. <laughs> that was exactly where I was going with it, also. So, anyway, mutanages.com is our website and that is where you can go to find our discord server link please join the discord check out my sister's wonderful spreadsheet now you know which episodes to watch and which to skip uh we also have our email address listed there it's the mutant at gmail.com and we have our voicemail inbox that you can call it's 1508-319-1668 and of course we have a p.o box which is p.o box 3344 natick massachusetts 01760 and we've got all the social medias all of them uh facebook instagram twitter pinterest we're the mutant ages on all of them tiktok i didn't say that tumblr uh tumblr we got them all you can follow us on whatever social media platform you prefer everywhere you can get updates about our weekly episodes and everything else we make including youtube videos and that is that i don't know how to transition from here oh we're individually on social media i'm at Mitty myers how about you
1: I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan on Instagram and Ryan Pagella on Google. No. <laughs> <laughs> Google had that social media that like nobody used.
0: Oh my god, I forgot about that Google Plus circles Google or Google
1: Plus, something. yeah. I'm also Ryan Pajella on MySpace and LiveJournal. Journal. <laughs> anyway, um that is actually not the case.
0: Ryan is sorting through his four hundred and fifty five top friends who are all the members of the X Men on MySpace. He's <laughs> following him there to find out more information. God,
1: I would create so much drama with the X Men because if you be like rogue me like, excuse me, sugar, I know I was a number nine and now I'm a number fifteen, I would not in France. Ah like Rogue would be the one giving me shit about it, and Julie would be like, "I feel like rolling all her of them eyes would be. and be like, Ryan's just changing his top friends again, everyone." But Julie's like, "It doesn't matter. I'm always number two, So, <laughs> so
0: do you want to talk about the YouTube channel? I don't know. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So I'm on YouTube and Twitch. If you want to come play Resident Evil with me, and also uh we are on youtube the mutant ages where you can watch us play through every video game of the x-men we got to get back to that it's been a hot second we
0: do i feel like we have some time lately because we're kind of i mean we were recording tons of patreon apps and we have a huge backlog of that but lately i feel like we got to get back on that video game
1: joint that video game sweetness and there's some other stuff we do on there like we'll get together do some stuff live we'll be getting back to doing live streams of us reading X-Men scripts that were unproduced movies. Um, We're going to probably wait until we get into November for that because September and October, it's when I'm covering stuff at night for Halloween on my channel. So I won't be able to do it then, but after that, we'll be back to do that. And also you can see us do parody videos on there. Sometimes we match clips from this show with clips of the TV shows. Sometimes we put, these old throwbacks of videos that we made in high school and then react to them. It's a good time. It's kind of like the history of Maddie Myers before she was a big internet star. And uh, you get to see
0: me play Atomica blue, AKA our Jean gray parody in D men and D two.
1: Yeah. We got to We got to film D three before Mink is no longer in the state to do that. So yeah,
0: Yeah, we're planning D three constantly. And if you want to know what D three is, well, you can watch D Men and D Two.
1: Okay, oh, I I I I got to clarify because there are D Men fans listening to this. it has not been officially stated that there's a D Three, but we always <laughs> we just talk, talk about, about it. it every single day. And there's day. like ideas floating out there in drafts, so it could happen someday. But right now, it isn't yet. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Question mark. Yeah,
0: you're right. We shouldn't get people too excited about it. Um, but I'm excited about it because we talk about it constantly. Speaking of. Other important information, we have a store where we have t-shirts and mugs and all kinds of stuff with the Mutant Ages logo and also Bishop popping out of the bushes to say time travel is real. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Mutant Ages. We've got bonus episodes. We just did one on Jordan Peele's movie Nope that Ryan and I both loved. And we really dived deep into the symbolism there. Really enjoyed that one. Um, That one's at least a sci-fi movie. So I would say it kind of fits the theme, but usually we do... Uh, genre movies you know superhero movies DC and Marvel TV shows we we cover all that stuff on there
1: or stuff that we like obsessed with when we were kids like Super Mario yeah. which we haven't recorded yet but I'm just going to keep on bringing it up until Maddie does Oh Watch God. it again. okay it was her idea i will point out yeah
0: we will do a, a super mario episode <laughs> um but we also have other random shit on there we we did a, a episode about the goonies way back when i don't know there's a whole backlog if you if you join the patreon and support us that's right um and our highest or patreon supporters get a shout out on the show
1: that's true um i don't again there's no voice i want to use this week
0: i don't know sentinel voice i don't fucking know Oh,
1: like a sexy sentinel voice that's like targeting samuel b soren b zach s Coming up with a solution. Resolving solution. That doesn't make any sense. Thank you for ah. being your top tier Patreon supporters. I am resolving you right now.
0: <laughs> By resolving, we mean killing you.
1: Yeah, there's, it's just like some Dalek shop up and they're like, What do they say Do they? They don't say delete. date. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, my
0: God. Doctor Who. Haven't thought about that in years. I don't really
1: either. It's just that, like, I have all of Torchwood because I enjoy Torchwood and I just kind of ignore Doctor Who. And then sometimes when a Torchwood character shows up in Doctor Who, I will watch that episode, Doctor Who. (laughs) But that's kind of like, you know where that ends (laughs) yeah
0: um and for those of you who cannot afford to support the patreon or buy a t-shirt or whatever else we understand but we do hope that you will leave a review for the show on your podcast platform of choice or a rating or if you've already done that please share the show with your friends that is how people find the show is reviews ratings and word of mouth that is the way
1: and be like listen you like the x-men being gay well, you can pop <laughs> over to the mutant ages because they're gay as fuck over there.
0: <laughs> they are. <laughs> we are the only people who will tell you the truth about how gay the X Men are. Everybody else is lying. To That's you.
1: right. Every single character in the X Men's gay. <laughs> uh,
0: and that is it. We've done it again, folks. Another episode in the can.
1: That's right. Without Pluggy's help. Without Pluggy's help, I will be happy to state that over and over again when he is not here. So.
0: Yep. Yep, So we'll be back next week with Guardian Angel. I know I'm excited about it.
1: And with Pluggy. <laughs> oh
0: my god, Pluggy is guaranteed to be there. No, I have no less guarantee. Excited. I will
1: not guarantee that because well, it depends on how we're feeling that day. Great. If I open the windows or not, because that seems to be how he keeps getting in.
0: Yeah. So it depends on the weather. Literally, <laughs> it depends on whether we're cloudy with a chance of Pluggy.
1: There's no <laughs> Pluggy. Oh my god, it's just raining Pluggy. All right, we got to end this. Thank you, everybody. We love you. We'll see you next time. See
0: you next time. The